Call the meeting to order. Troublefield, we please take the roll call. Mr. Cathell? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. We have a quorum. Uh, motion to move into executive session? Move. Motion Second. made. Second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? We're now in executive session. Thank you. I'd like to reconvene the uh, regular session. If I could, please everyone rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. may be seated, thank you. Do I have a motion to approve the agenda for April the 26th? So moved. And regular board meeting minutes from March the 22nd and executive session minutes from March the 22nd? So moved. So moved. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Recognition 4.01, 2020-2021 Teacher of the Year, Georgetown Middle. Yes, thank you. If uh, I could have Dr. Jerns join me at the podium. Uh, last time we uh, recognized our 2020-2021 Teachers of the Year, Mr. McGuire was not able to be with us, so we would like to recognize him here this evening. Mr. Layfield, if you could join me.
Good evening, everyone. As Dr. Owen shared, we are recognizing one of our building teachers of the year who was unable to make the ceremony. Mr. McGuire is being recognized for Georgetown Middle School as a sixth to eighth grade digital design teacher. Mr. McGuire, are you with us? This recognition is taken from one of the letters that Mr. McGuire received in his portfolio. From the moment I met Mr. McGuire, he exhibited the qualities and characteristics of a master educator, implementing best teaching practices that encourage and inspire students to rise and meet high expectations. Much of Eric's success comes from his love, respect, and dedication to his students. He has a special talent for teaching at-risk students and inspiring students to be the best they can be. Mr. McGuire has the do-whatever-it-takes philosophy, which is evident in the relationships he builds with students and the successes students derive from that relationship. Congratulations. Next recognition this evening is Carson Scholar recipient Maria Gutierrez Corcomaro. And with that, I ask that SDSA principal Mr. Travis Bauer please join me at the podium. I apologize if I did not get that name exactly right, which I'm sure I didn't, but Mr. Bauer will, will help me out with that here in just a second. All right, good evening, everyone. Tonight, I would like to recognize our seventh grade student, Maria Gutierrez Carcamo, on being selected as a Carson Scholar for the year 2021. For those of you who don't know, the Carson Scholarship Fund is awarded to, or awards college scholarships to students in grades four to seven, I'm sorry, four to 11, who excel academically and are dedicated to serving their communities. Maria has an exceptional work ethic and her grades speak for themselves. And each day she goes above and beyond to help her classmates better themselves, the school community, and the community around our school. What I really find remarkable about her is that when the teachers talk about her, she has a really strong, clear vision for her future. She has aspirations for becoming a U, uh, the United States president in 2048 and already has outlined the entire path to get her there, including being the first person in her family to earn a college degree from Harvard and all the steps along the way to make sure that she is ready for the role when she gets there. So congratulations, Maria, and you have my vote in 2048. So come on up, Maria. recognition this evening is the 2020 Division I State Football Champions Sussex Central High School. Dr. Layfield, if you could join me at the podium, thank you.
Obviously, many of our coaches are multiple sport coaches, and uh, due to COVID restrictions, we could not bring all 55 of the boys on our roster here. We did have a wonderful ceremony for them to uh, present their championship rings and their jackets uh, and other mementos, but uh, several of our coaches were able to make it tonight, and uh, we will recognize those coaches, and we definitely have certificates that we'll be giving um, to our to our boys. So with that, um, Coach Justin Revel, Coach Terry Reynolds, Coach Sean Hopkins, Coach Mark Booth, Defensive Coordinator Nutter David Marvel III, and our Head Coach none other than John Wells. Now we come to the time on our agenda for public comments. First person signed up to speak this evening is uh, Molly Carter. Ma'am, it's customary that we allow individuals to speak for three minutes. Clock will start when you do. I'm here on behalf of several members of the Community Advisory Board for the Carver Consent Order and as a concerned parent. Lord Baltimore Elementary will be bringing all students back every other Wednesday, 8 to 1, starting in two days. I applaud the teachers in that building who are standing up for kids despite the suggestion not getting district-wide board approval in March. Their decision shows their fight for the education of all students, which until this year I was naive enough to think always happened. I now see firsthand the inequities that have been long understood by those experiencing them. Lord Baltimore is 84% white, which stands in stark contrast to all other elementary schools in this district. The community advisory board of which I am a part was assembled because of a consent order put in place due to inequities. What makes Lord Baltimore different from any other elementary school? This opportunity must be given to all students, and since the precedent has been set, there should be nothing stopping it from happening everywhere. I hope that Lord Baltimore bringing children back can be replicated immediately as it proves that many local teachers do want students back more. 
Parents, please stand up for equal educational opportunities and have your voices heard. In fact, there are Supreme Court rulings that support this demand for equal opportunity, such as Brown versus Board of Ed. I wanna be clear, I am not suggesting LV should not be doing this. They should be commended. What I am suggesting is that the board tonight take a stand that all elementary school students have the equal opportunity supported by Supreme Court decisions to learn, grow, and thrive. Never did I think I would have to stand in front of a board demanding equal opportunity for 15 additional hours of in-person education. To those union members who fought against this, to those listening without elementary-aged children, and to the school board, 15 additional hours is the equivalent of a half marking period of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday work, as my children receive about an hour of work each of those days. Now to the board. This can be done at all elementary schools. Teachers are back in the building on Wednesdays. Now demand all elementary school students can be there with them. To the board members who voted against teachers going back in buildings and getting students into those buildings more, start making student-centered decisions. Ensuring equitable education of our children should come before protecting the interests of the union. Leaders should demand all elementary schools bring students back every other Wednesday and not just the elementary school in the most affluent zip code. I will not accept it can't be done. Lord Baltimore has shown that it can. And when it is done, your struggling students will finally be in the least restrictive environment, or LRE, as defined by IDEA, which is in the classroom of their peers. If needed, supplement the LRE with additional supports after 1 p.m. Listen to the voice of parents like me and make student-centered, equity-minded moves rather than union-centered ones. It appears that uh, Dr. Linda Wren. Yes, Dr. Wren submitted hers uh, via email here earlier, and I believe Mrs. Blannard's prepared to read. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Again, this letter is um, on behalf of Dr. Linda Wren. Dear IRSD board members, I am Special Master for the Carver Consent Order, appointed November 2019 to oversee consent order implementation. Under the order, the district closed the Carver Center program in June 2020 and established student supports in IRSD schools to serve the 19 students who remain when Carver was closed. Those supports and interventions are also designed to eliminate the need for any other Carver type of program in the future. Over the long term, the work is targeted to improve graduation rates and reduce disciplinary exclusions, all of which relates to the equity and impact student success. It is important that implementation of the Carver Consent Order is transparent. That is, that the board supports the order and the administration develop plans to move forward while securing community and school input. The other aspect of transparency is providing information to schools, families, and the community once those plans are in place. Tonight I am sharing specific concerns about the lack of information and transparency related to the return of elementary students for additional classroom time in their schools. Recent collective decision-making that enables each elementary school to determine whether they can bring in students each Wednesday raises concerns. Lord Baltimore Elementary, the school with the least racial diversity, 84% of students are white, is going to bring in its elementary students every other Wednesday. Group AA comes in one Wednesday and BB the next Wednesday. The other elementary schools are not doing the same. The other elementary schools have greater racial and ethnic diversity and are not providing this opportunity for their students. 
the decision to allow collective decision-making at each elementary school eliminates the level playing field, that is, what is provided as the basic program in each school, the number of minutes of face-to-face -face instruction available to all students. While some students who need targeted supports come into their schools for various periods of time on Wednesdays, not all students have that opportunity. Those targeted supports should supplement and support the student's basic program, not be offered instead of the basic program, the regular classroom opportunity. The lack of a level playing field for all students in each school appears discriminatory when the school with the least racial and ethnic diversity has an opportunity <coughs> the other elementary students do not have. COVID has put severe strain on all schools, their boards, administrators, and faculty. However, IRSD must have a plan to address all students. We urge you to take responsibility and adopt a district plan approved by the board and implemented by the administration that provides the Wednesday option for all elementary students. We strongly recommend that you communicate with families and the community on the options available for the balance of the school year and seek community input and communicate on the plans for the summer. Thank you for your attention, Dr. Linda Wren. And lastly, Melissa Abbott. My name is Melissa Abbott. Um, I am a longtime employee of the district as well as a District 1 uh, resident. I have lived here in the district for 25 years now. It's been a while. So I wanted to read the email that I have sent um, the superintendent and each one of you. Thank you for those of you that responded to my email, but I wanted to bring a concern. Um, about the appointment of new school board members for those two that are stepping down for um, District 1. Um, I'm, pro I'm sure you probably can guess who I'm concerned about. Um, I question the motives and intentions of Beth Conaway to serve on her school board in light of her son's actions and subsequent trial. I understand that she was an employee of the district many years ago and has served in an administrative capacity in at least two districts in recent years, but I question the motives behind wanting to serve on our school board in particular. Um, she informed her staff at CAPE that she was retiring mid-year because she was tired of dealing with COVID and was ready to retire. So my question is, why does she want to jump right back into another school district just two months after retiring while we are still most definitely in the depths of dealing with COVID? Her son was a graduate from Sussex Central several years ago, where several of our district administrators and current superintendent were positioned at the time. I do not know the nuances of the trial or when accusations began, but it does concern me that perhaps some of her accusers were classmates of his in high school. While I do not think that we should judge a person based on the actions of their child, I do think that we as a district should do our best to ensure that those that represent our district and schools are representing them in the best light possible. Thank you. Any more public comment? Hearing none. New business.
6.01 school choice application for 2020-2021. Good evening. On your board docs this evening, you will find for 2021 school choice applications a total of 18 applications. As you can see, they are all priority number one, and we are asking to accept 16 of those and to reject two, and those two being rejected due to attendance. Any questions? Is there a motion to accept? Motion. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, school choice applications 2021-2022. You see a total of two school choice applications, both being priority number one. We are asking to accept both of those applications. Motion to approve. Second. Motion made and seconded. Um, I have some further discussion. Are any of these school choice applications to include students that are moving up to a middle school or a high school? We on, these one, on the ones being presented right now? Mm -hmm. No. For these are priority ones. At the last school board meeting, we discussed bringing forward to discuss the raising sixth graders and the raising uh, ninth graders based upon in-district choice. And I don't, I don't see that on tonight's agenda. Am I, is it correct that's not on tonight's agenda? That is correct. Okay. That was discussed, uh, Mr. Layfield, that was discussed at last policy meeting. Uh -huh. uh, Mr. Collins, uh, chair of that committee, if you want to speak to that as well. I mean, I know we have the numbers. Uh -huh. If you want to know how many are looking from the, if you're looking at priority, are we talking priority fives? Five, six, and sevens. So the, the in-district students and staff, is that? Yes, in-district in in district students <clears throat> that want to come to, not, not staff. I think staff's another discussion. I'm going to try to make the. So your in-district would be, would be either ones or threes. So they would have already gone through fours. We already see. Yeah, we saw those in February. That, that would have been they. They're automatic. They're the ones that come through us. Comes before the board for approval. It's the five, six, um, and sevens are the ones that that we don't. In district students that would like to transfer out of their feeder program, Sussex Central or Georgetown feeder program that choice to Millsboro Middle, or. Uh, Subbyville feeder program that choice to Sussex Central High School those uh, entering students if we if we could I, I'm okay with m making a request that we bring those to the board at a future meeting so it didn't make it this time and maybe there was some so misunderstanding th those would be number number sixes priority six correct but you would have to take priority number five before we take priority six correct if we could bring that in front of the board I'd like to at least discuss that at a board level because I, I feel we should at least take a vote to see if we are in favor of allowing district students to transfer to their, their choice school within the district. We don't, we don't have enough votes and it doesn't, that's fine. I would just like to bring that in front of the board so we can vote on it. If we vote no to allow district students to choice to a feeder program within the district, I'm comfortable with it. I would just like to take it to a vote. And then that would be, we would be bringing all ones through sixes. Right now we're allowing one through four. One so we through would, to get to these sixes, 
we'd have to accept fives to get there. Correct. Correct. And uh, I'm I'm being told it's a small number. I know some numbers are some numbers are unacceptable. Period. But I'm 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 thinking it's in the teens. I could be wrong. Are you talking for each building, each grade level? No, no, sir. I'm talking about those entering from elementary school to middle school, which would be fifth, sixth grade, the sixth, and, yes. and then the ninth. From seventh, yeah, eight to ninth. To ninth. Correct. And I, I believe that number of those that choice is a fairly small number. Mm -hmm. And then to accept the fives to get to the sixes, I just want to have that number out here. So if there's not enough votes to move forward with it, I'm comfortable with it. But I know there's some discussion, and I, and I respect what Chief Collins does with the policy committee. I know it's very difficult, but I, I would like to move towards being able to have a vote on that in the future. If we could bring those numbers in front of the board. I'm comfortable tonight if they're not on here. We've still got opportunities to uh, vote in plenty of time before this fall school year. Did I? Chief, is that it? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll bring, I mean, we can bring those numbers in. It's okay. going to be, we've already voted on. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've already done the numbers for this coming school year. We voted no. We year. haven't included those. Correct. They've, been, they've gotten their letters that are on a waiting list. Am I right? Correct. And one thing I think you need to consider as well is due to the fact of the change of the policy, there could be some families that are out there that have not filled out a school choice application due to the change of the policy. That could be in that bubble that we're talking about. Right. In that uh, fifth grade to sixth grade level, then eighth grade to ninth grade level. We, we probably will miss some. I'm hoping public comment such as this can get some people involved that may miss it. And but there very well could be, thank you for acknowledging that. There might be somebody that want to, but that are not going to challenge the policy. And the board may vote not to allow it. I would just like to have those numbers in front of us for the, the uh, May meeting, if we could. Very well. Okay, there Mr. is a motion made and a second for this second round of school choice applications, 2021-2022. Uh, any further discussion? Yeah, I just want to ask the question, Mr. Lewis. So would some families then not have known to submit a school choice application moving from elementary to middle, middle to high? Is that what you were alluding to? Correct. I'm not yes. sure I understand. Yes. Okay. Yes, because of the change in the policy. Now, what we did um, in November, end of October, beginning of November, we sent out information regarding the change of the policy. There were over actually 910 mailings that were sent uh, to families who were part of the school choice program, including SDSA students. And so if those parents were in that bubble and they read the policy, the new changes of the policy, and they chose not to school choice for this 21-22 school year because they knew of the change of the policy and they would enroll their student in their home school. So there could be some families out there, I wouldn't know that, that did not apply but we um, would not be able to accept a school choice application for that for them <clears throat> at this time correct? they could file under a good cause application okay and the good cause would be because of the change of the decision of the board and we would have to i would think dr owens mrs bland we would entertain that as meeting good cause for those particular applications apologize for keeping you up there longer mr lewis but based upon dr statler's question if we go to the may board meeting and we are successful in allowing those students at that time that would be the modification or a different direction than the policy so then they would put in their letters based upon good calls or I don't think hear this conversation mm -hmm. right and apply I'm, I'm, just for clarity uh, 
I don't think we need to change policy in the middle Correct. of the school choice application process. Yes, sir. We can certainly change the procedure. I think we talked about that at policy committee mm -hmm. as well, the procedure of taking particular students. Uh, so at the February board meeting, we brought priorities one through four at those particular buildings. What we have left on the waiting list are priorities five, six, and seven, and of course priority number eight, which I did not include that report that we had at the policy meeting. So I can give you a rundown of all the buildings in each grade level, if that's what the board wants to hear. I'll have that in front of me. Or I can pass this out and make some copies just in case somebody wanted to see it here as well. I think it'd be a good idea to provide that information. We don't have to continue on having you on the hot seat to provide that. I'm specifically looking for those rising students to the middle school and high school. Absolutely. How about if I pass this information out and you can view it over uh, the next few days and we can certainly talk about it. Perfect. Thank but you. Even given that, we still are going to abide by the uh, capacity. Am I correct? That's going to be a board decision. Well, I thought there already was a board decision, so that's why I'm not <clears throat> well, sure what, what we're... I understand. You know, the, the first meeting that we had in February, we brought priorities one through four, and now we're talking about bringing priorities five, six, and sevens to buildings that are at capacity or over. Correct. So, again, this is a board decision. This isn't a, a, uh, my decision or voting principal's decision. That will be a board decision to vote on which priorities you want to take. Correct. That, that's not quite right. a black and white issue because if Indian River has six students that want to come to Sussex Central, and Sussex Central has six students that want to go to Indian River, that six and six flip-flop really doesn't affect capacity. But I guess someone could stand on the stance that because of capacity, we just won't accept them. Though a little rational thought or common sense might say six and six evens out. So there's, there's discussions and it would be contrary to our current policy to allow it. But that's kind of just the issue to, to have a further conversation about. And just remember that our our, our registration numbers are low. Our, our current attendance levels are low. Lower than what they have been in the past. In the past. Mm -hmm. So if we take all of the choice students and then in the fall we go back to a normal five day and the parents that had pulled their kids out decide they want to come back in and they are priority ones through fours, then we have to take them. So now you've, we're already over capacity. You're taking additional students and now our returning students who had left the district come back now and we have no, there is no choice, we take them. So now you're adding them on top of the ones you've already choiced in Understood. on a school that's already over capacity. Which is a large majority of our school. Yeah. 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 I appreciate the conversation. I just want to have those numbers so we can. Very well. You're not able to get a vote in the future. So there's a motion on the table. Yeah. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? We're talking about the 20, 21, 2022 school choice application. Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. Sorry to extend your period up there. Okay, appointments for the Indian River School District Board of Education. We have got four applicants. We need to vote upon Yes, we'll, we, um, we need to vote upon a process that we want to hear the candidates and then accept motions. Okay. We've got a motion to move forward with bringing in each of the four candidates to speak for five minutes. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. That motion made. Is there a second? Second. 
Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Okay, the second part of this process is after we listen to each one of those candidates, we're going to ask board members in no rank order to give three candidates to move forward for motions. Is there a second to that? Or is there a motion made on that? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Did I second. hear a second? Mm -hmm. Motion made second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? This is the process we'll move forward with. So at this time, we're going to go in the order of the alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. Our first candidate for the one of the two open spots in District 1 in the University School District is Mrs. Lisa Briggs. Good evening, ma'am. You'll have five minutes. Thank you to the board and administration for this opportunity to speak to you this evening. I am Lisa Hudson Briggs. I'm a 1981 graduate of Sussex Central. I've lived in Sussex County my entire life. I've lived in the district, District 1, for 25 years. It's my home. My siblings, Rita, Kim, and Kara, are all Sussex Central graduates as well. My father, Virgil, graduated from John M. Clayton High School back in 1949, and my mother, Irene, graduated from Millsboro High School in 1951. She was ranked second in her class when she graduated. My husband, Lewis, was in the first graduating class of Sussex Central, class of 1970. He is here supporting me tonight. All four of our children, Michelle Lewis, Michael and Jill graduated from Sussex Central. All four are grown, doing well, have families, jobs, involved in their community. Not to be forgotten, but I am a grandmother of 10 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. I was very active in my children's um, academically as well as you know their clubs, sports, dance, all of it, as much as I could be. It was such a pleasure working with all the parents and the kids throughout those years, bonding and encouraging one another, trying to bring everyone together for the positive experiences for their children towards their goals and assisting the school staff with their supporting ways as well. My past experience in working with the schools, being involved with the PTO, the PTO's budget, and serving on my church finance committee with their budget. My first 18 years with the state was with various social service agencies meeting the needs of the public. My last 15 years was with the Department of Elections for Sussex County, which is right here in Georgetown. And I supervised supporting and working with the federal and state local elections, also handling the school board elections and referendums as well, ensuring that all could vote many phone calls, working with questions of the registered voters as well. I've had recent conversations with parents and students. They want need to be back in school full time. That's a major concern on a much needed daily schedule. 
Not all students are performing well with the online learning. I want to be part of the positive process, assisting, leading the way back to in-person learning in school. The Indian River School District has a little less than 11,000 students, 15 schools, and employs around 1,100, a large growing school district. I'm well aware that there are six, 610 homes that have been planned to be constructed east of Georgetown in the area of District 1. I'm also aware of the addition of 1,000 housing units that have been approved but not yet built coming in the corporate limits of Georgetown as well. In closing, I will work diligently with you, the board members, listen and working with the parents and students of District 1, all the students, school support staff, teachers in the Indian River School District. Careful planning, assessing the necessary resources for our staff and our students to be successful the ultimate goal, our students to be successful. I will be an active, passionate, driving supporter, working for all. I will utilize good common sense, solutions. I'm fully retired and can dedicate the time needed. Thank you all so much for your time and consideration this evening. Dr. Beth Conaway. Good evening, ma'am. Hi, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, each board member. For the past 31 years, my daily goal has been to have a lasting, positive impact on the lives of students. I was able to do this for 19 years as a building teacher, 10 of those in the Indian River School District, one as an assistant principal, and almost 11 as a building principal. As a teacher, I taught regular education students, English language learner students, and students with special education needs. In each of the roles, I worked diligently to ensure that students would be successful academically, socially, and emotionally in this ever-changing and complex world. Although I had completed 30 years of employment with the state of Delaware at the end of the 1920-21, I'm sorry, 1920-1920 school year, uh, I knew that our school was facing uh, unique challenges with COVID, and I wanted to ensure the continuity, continuity of instruction and the welfare of all the students, so I chose to come back. By January of 2021, the COVID protocols at Milton Elementary were well established, and it was time to start thinking about strategic planning for the 2021 school year. Milton Elementary is going into a new building in this July, as well as Cape Redistricted, so they will be getting 150 new students and additional staff to meet the needs of those students. As a result, I wanted the new principal to be able to be a part of that strategic planning, which I now know is Clara, so congratulations to Clara. 
I chose to retire March 1st in order for that to happen. However, even though I retired as a principal, my love for education is still present, as is my daily goal to make a daily life uh, lasting impression on students. As a result, when these two openings came, I looked at it as almost a God wink that it would be an avenue to continue to serve my community. I feel I would be an asset to students, teachers, district administration, and the Indian River School District community because I have high standards for educational excellence, which is the hallmark of the Indian River School District. Educational excellence includes work in the classroom, as well as after-school activities and extracurricular activities. Students have varying needs, and as a result, differentiated services, programming, and schools necessitates using district resources effectively and strategically. As a building principal, I have firsthand knowledge of unit count, federal and state grant lines, building budgets, and the ability to problem solve with building and district leadership teams to identify the best way to meet student needs. This has been demonstrated by uh, the fact that both buildings that I was principal received the National Distinguished and Delaware Recognition School Awards, as well as a half million dollar 21st century grant. Without quality educators and instructional personnel, however, programming and services become obsolete for students. Teachers provide the day-to-day -day instructional and behavioral support to students. They are the key to providing quality instruction. Therefore, as a board member, I would identify ways to support teachers and principals to maintain high quality educational output. As a building principal, I've learned the importance of collaboration and even more importantly, the ability to listen. Both of these qualities will make me an effective board member. As a lifelong Sussex Countyan, the growth of the district is important to me. The growth of the district is incredible, and I'm interested in helping balance this new growth while preserving the unique traditions and hometown atmosphere that we're able to provide. Cape Henlopen has faced this exact same growth and redistricted twice in my tenure as principal at Milton Elementary, so I have uh, experience with the strategic planning in this area. Along with growth comes diversity. As the largest district in the state geographically, options for special interest, needs, and talents is key for students. I understand the need to offer different educational experiences for students. SDSA is a unique school, and I'm excited to see possibly how we could extend these opportunities to upper grades. As a teacher, I taught at Howard T. Ennis and had firsthand knowledge of the special needs that must be met and supported. 15 seconds. As a building principal, I was able to add more inclusive opportunities um, with the Sussex Consortium in my building. Today is an exciting time for the Indian River School District, and as a board member, I would work tirelessly to be an asset to the students, staff, and community. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Mr. Jim Fritz. Good evening. Appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to speak tonight as a candidate. Before I even speak about myself, 
I do want to make a couple comments about the other candidates here this evening. Mrs. Conaway, Mrs. Briggs, Mrs. Moses are all fantastic people. I'm truly, in my heart, one of my most important, the, 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 what I found so important when these two positions opened up was making sure the right people get back on this board. I had no idea that these three would be putting their names into the hat. I'm confident that any of the two that you decide to pick tonight would be great choices. You cannot go wrong either way. In regarding myself, I spent the last seven years on the school board. My term ended last July. I chose at that time not to run for re-election. During the time that I spent on the school board, I served with the Finance Committee. I was chair of the Mary Bailey Scholarship Committee, uh, also chair of the Building and Grounds Committee, served on several salary and contract negotiating committees. Um, and I feel pretty confident that if chosen, I pretty much can hit the ground running with very, very little learning curve. I'm a graduate of 1984 in Sussex Central, a local businessman. I specialize in the areas of insurance, mortgage, and finance, and I certainly think bringing those resources to the board, especially the financial aspect, is a plus. Uh, out of college, some may not realize I actually taught school for six years right out of college. I taught at Sussex Central, so I also bring some knowledge of, uh, the of what the classroom teachers do on a daily basis. I currently have no children in the school district. I have no family member or spouse that works in the school district. I truly feel like I bring an independent, unbiased voice to the board who can make decisions that are solely based on the betterment of our children and staff. So after not running for re-election last July, why am I here again? Well, the answer's simple. I took the last nine months and of course, a lot has gone on. I know you as the board have dealt with tremendous issues and have done a fantastic job. I applaud you along the way. The administration, uh, you have done a, uh, as always, a thankless job of keeping this school district going and our teachers have been thrown into a whirlwind. It's amazing when you're out of something, how much you feel an obligation to be a part of something. I'm a businessman in this community. I make a, a good living in this community. I feel an obligation to give something back and to serve. Being part of the school board is a way of doing so. I, I bring many qualities uh, that I think benefit it. And those who have worked with me before certainly uh, I think would be comfortable working with me again and know how I operate. I'm pretty straightforward. As far as agenda, I don't bring any agenda. I don't represent any special interest group or union. My only agendas are for the best, what's the best education we can provide for our kids, get our kids back in school, and also I always think I was a pretty good watchdog for the taxpayers in this community. I certainly do understand that tax dollars are not unlimited. With that being said, appreciate your time and consideration. Thank you, sir. Now, Mrs. Madeline Moses. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening, board members, staff, and guests. My name is Madeline Moses. 
I am not a native of Sussex County, but I am from Bishopville, Maryland. Have you heard of that place before? I graduated in 1981 from Stephen Decatur High School. I left there and attended Ohio Northern University School of Pharmacy, where I graduated in 1986 from a five-year bachelor program. Not only did I receive my bachelor's degree in pharmacy while I was there, but I also received associate degrees in business management and chemistry. And because I was trying to prove a point to my father, I was two credits away from a, an associate's degree in Spanish, but I couldn't fit those classes in with my pharmacy degree. Um, I want to commend Indian River School District for providing superior education. I have two daughters who received tremendous foundations here that have enabled them to go on. I have a daughter that is a nurse in the cardiac intensive care unit at Duke University Hospital. Her foundation for education began with the wonderful teachers who taught her while she was here. She will be leaving in August to attend at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia to become a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Without her foundation and the teachers here in this district, I'm not sure that she would be able to do those things. My youngest daughter graduated in the midst of COVID from Old Dominion University with a bachelor's degree in dental hygiene. She is currently at home grant writing, um, managing federal grants for state funded projects. She plans to take the um, law LSATs and attend a law school. The reason that I am here this evening is I have practiced pharmacy in the state for 35 years. I began my career right around the corner um, where Goodwill is now at Thrift Drug Company. I worked for that company for five years prior to finding a job in heaven with Alan Levin at Happy Harry's. Alan Levin always tasked me with opening new pharmacies and building businesses for him or going to a pharmacy that had not been managed well and reorganizing the location. During those times, I have mentored many, many young students who I always encouraged to go back to school to get an education. They couldn't spend the rest of their lives as pharmacy technicians. Um, when Alan sold to Walgreens, I left to go to Bay Health. I loved Bay Health and thought I would be there. I opened the ambulatory pharmacy in Dover and then progressed to the ambulatory pharmacy in Milford. Thought I would be there for the rest of my career. At a point um, about five years ago, there was a pharmacy director who was trying to acquire the Harrison House nursing home contract with one week's notice. Since I am a woman of principle and integrity, um, I realized that there were violations to pharmacy laws being committed and risk to patient safety. I didn't want that to be on my shoulders, so I immediately resigned. And when I went back to work, I took a $12 cut in pay. I never miss that money because I sleep well at night knowing that I did the right thing. From that moment on, I've been a consultant pharmacist at the Stokely Center here in Georgetown where I provide a voice for the voiceless. I um, am a PRN pharmacist at Sun Behavioral where I have been exposed to numerous patients who act out because they've experienced trauma in their lives. Since we realize that schools are microcosms of society, my fear is that when we reopen school districts, especially this one, because this is where I have my major concern, 
um, I think our teachers are going to encounter things that they have never experienced before. When I stand behind the counter, I see escalated rates of depression, anxiety, um, drug-seeking behavior that we were finally getting a handle on pre-COVID. All of these students that have been exposed to fear and anxiety, that's gonna trickle over into the classroom. Um, I've worked with DCPAP, um, which is a grant to help um, provide psychiatric care to teens and adolescents. And I think that we're going to need to tap into that in the future. So with that being said, I thank you for this opportunity. I wish the best of luck to the fellow candidates. I probably would have not thrown my hat in the ring had I known that you were gonna have such outstanding applicants. Um, at the very least, if I am not chosen to be the best of the four, then what I would like to offer to you are opportunities to partner with DCPAP in the event that any of your students need psychiatric care or counseling for mental or behavioral issues. And I also am able to provide um, grant servicing for those things that might need additional funding. Thank you again and have a great evening. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, at this time, we'll go through each individual board member and each individual board member will give Mrs. Troublefield um, three candidates to move forward. Uh, will you please take roll, Mrs. Uh, Troublefield. Mr. Cathal. Um, Mr. Fritz. Uh, Mrs. Briggs. And Mrs. Mr. Collins. Uh, Mrs. Briggs, uh, Mr. Fritz, and Dr. Conaway. Dr. Hattier. Um, Mrs. Briggs, Mr. Fritz, and Mrs. Moses. Mr. Layfield. I'm abstaining from voting in this process, ma'am. Mr. Peden. Mrs. Briggs, Dr. Conaway, Mr. Fritz. Okay. Mrs. Pryor. Mrs. Briggs. Dr. Conway and Ms. Moses. Dr. Statler. Dr. Conway, Mrs. Moses, and Mr. Fritz. Mrs. Wright. Uh, Mrs. Briggs, Mrs. Conway, and Mrs. Moses. the tallies. Mrs. Brigg has six, Dr. Conaway has five, Mr. Fritz has five, and Mrs. Moses has five. Okay, is there a motion on the table for Mrs. Briggs? Make a motion. There's a motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on Mrs. Briggs? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. And an abstention. You pull the board, Mr. Sure. Tellfield. <clears throat> Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? No. 
Mrs. Pryor? Abstained. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Four yes, two no, and two abstentions. Is there a motion to move forward with another candidate? I make a motion we move forward with Mr. Fritz. Motion made for Mr. Fritz. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on Mr. Fritz? Hearing none, all those in favor for Mr. Fritz say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. I will also abstain. Okay. Will you pull the board, please, ma'am? Yes. Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Abstained. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Abstained. Five yes and three abstentions. I'd like to make a motion for Dr. Conaway. Motion made for Dr. Conaway. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on Dr. Conaway? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? No. Abstain. Abstain. Mrs. Uh, Troublefield, please pull the board. Mr. Cathell? Abstention. Mr. Collins? Abstention. Dr. Hattier? No. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Four yes, one no, and three abstentions. Okay, do we have a motion for another board member? I make a motion we support Mrs. Moses. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on Mrs. Moses? Hearing none. Motion to accept Mrs. Moses. Say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. And an abstention. Mr. Troublefield, will you please hold the board? Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Good. Yes? Yes. yes. Sorry. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? No. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Six yes, one no, one abstention. So that passes by majority board. Congratulations to Mrs. Moses. Do we have any other motions based upon any other candidate? Motion made to support Mr. Fritz. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. Mrs. Trollfield, please pull the board. Mr. Cathell? Yes. 
Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Abstain. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Abstain. Six yes, zero no, and two abstentions. Mr. Fritz gets the second position by majority of the vote. Any further questions? Come forward to board with the positions on the board. Dr. Owens, when will we be swearing in these new members to the board? Uh, <clears throat> our plan would be to take care of that this week, so I'll contact them and check on their availability. On behalf of the board, I'd like to thank everyone that came out tonight, and uh, we had four very good candidates, and by a close vote, we were able to narrow it down to two. So thank everyone for their participation. Okay, 6.04, school district calendar changes. Okay, our uh, 6.05, this is what we have done for the last several years. We've amended our summer hours uh, to seven to five, Monday through Wednesday, and Thursday, seven to 4.30, thus closed on Friday. Uh, the proposal would be from June 14th, 2021, after the close of the current school year through August 20th, 21, which would take us up to right before we would come back uh, for uh, bring teachers back in. So it, I ask that the board consider the summer hours for the uh, 2021 summer. You look? Yes, I do. Thank you. All those any so moved. motion made? Second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Six point oh five, Indian River School District summer hours. Uh six point oh six. Excuse me, six point oh six. Skip We did not do six point oh four to calendar change. Okay. Let's um, go back to six point oh four though. Apologize, thank you. Calendar changes, as you will see, we have several calendar changes. These are due to the ongoing pandemic and uh, we are pleased to be able to offer a prom this year at both high schools, and we have uh, a, a, a received approval for our um, upcoming graduations as well. So as you can read, Change Indian River High School prom, Grand March, May 1st, 2021, from 5 p.m. to 5.30, followed by an outdoor prom, 7 p.m. to 10. Number two is Sussex Central High School prom from May 1st, 2021 to May 15th, 2021, with the Grand March at 5.30 p.m., followed by the outdoor prom 7 to 9. Third, Sussex Central High School graduations. We propose times to be 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. on June 1st. We will need to have two ceremonies in order to ensure social distancing. Number four, change SDSAs. Uh, dance performance from May 4th, 2021 to May 25th, 2021, and May 27th, both performances at 7 p.m. And I would need a motion for approval for each of those dates. 
Is there a motion? Motion. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Tell me if I'm wrong, but we're 6.06. That is correct. New Sussex Central High School Education Specification. Thank you. Um, Mr. Booth, uh, could you please approach the podium? This evening we have our architect team here that's been working uh, very diligently on our new Sussex Central High School. A lot of progress has been made. So tonight they will share where we are to date and ask for uh, a motion for approval of the current educational specifications. Mr. Booth. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Uh, you, board members, uh, well, good evening. But you should have uh, received a packet that would have been about this thick, and it would have the education specifications that uh, the architects and several members of the school and district have been working on in the past three, four months. Um, with that, uh, with us tonight are uh, members of the architectural uh, team, uh, <coughs> Paul Cranin and Maureen Regansky, is it it? And they're going to have a presentation that should be uh, on your computers as well as on the screen over here. So I'll just step to the side. Afterwards, we will need a vote. It's a requirement, state requirement, uh, to pass the educational specifications. Um, and that goes into the design scheme, uh, which will be presented uh, a couple of months from now, hopefully. Who's up, Carl? Uh, good evening, board members. Uh, my name is Carl Creenan. I'm a lead architect for ABHA, BSA Plus A, uh, the design team that was chosen by this uh, board uh, late last year uh, to start the design work on the new Sussex Central High School. Um, my, my colleague Maureen will, will be joining me with the presentation for the night for uh, the uh, approval of the education specification. Uh, I want to echo what Mr. Mr. Booth said uh, and actually say how much we appreciate the effort that's been put through by both the administrative team, the faculty, uh, has been an extensive amount of meetings um, and input um, and the enthusiasm that, uh, that, your, uh, uh, that your constituents have, have for this project is really uh, uh, very uh, impressive and, uh, and unusual to a degree. I think we've talked about our team has uh, the level of excitement that they have for, for your school is, is very, uh, very noticeable. Uh, and I think the design that will come from this uh, will we'll really reflect that to the point of just we had a meeting last minute meeting right before this meeting uh, for a workshop of your um, uh, uh, principal and, and assistant principals and happy report that actually that went very well so uh, the momentum is really picking up uh, and the next time before this board uh, we will actually start seeing some uh, uh, some drawings and some uh, uh, some of uh, some of this specification if it's approved actually being fleshed out uh, again Carl Creenan I'm the lead architect uh, with the project and Maureen uh, is joining me. Thank you. Good evening. Um, as Joe had said, I'm Maureen Rosansky, and I'm the lead programmer and designer for the project. I'm working hand-in-hand -hand with Carl, and uh, we really wanted to just walk you through the process of really where we've been over the last couple of months and, you know, the culmination of that being the educational specifications, uh, which is really critical uh, in this step of the project, and it's really our our guide, our design guide as we move forward to make sure that we're holding to the principles and the program needs that have been developed um, collectively to date. And to echo Carl's comments, it, this has just been such a great collaboration with your staff. They've really dedicated themselves and their input and provided such great feedback. It's just 
going to make for that much better of a project. So we just wanted to share a, a quick overview of the project and also the programming um, as well. So first off, we want to show uh, the site plan, which you'll see right now has nothing on it. And I, we, we want to show this to set the table. The subsequent meetings that we have will we'll start to quickly develop what that transformation of, of the site, of the current, this site that we're on right now, will really become over the next years. So we're going to use this as the baseline as we move forward. Carl, if I may interject, uh, board members, you have within board docs, there's two attachments. I believe it's the second attachment is a, uh, is a PowerPoint presentation. I believe it's 20 slides. So I believe, Carl, that's what you're going to guide us through at this moment. Yeah. Uh, are you looking at the same uh, document? Yes, we've got it here on our board docs. So that's the aerial view of, of, of the project site. So that will be page six, uh, board members. Should say uh, site analysis. Site analysis. Yes, correct. Thank you. All right. And if you go to the next page uh, about programming. Uh, we wanted to just go through and explain again what this process, um, programming process <coughs> is. Uh, again, this is a really a lot of data gathering. Um, over several, several meetings, we um, conduct interviews with key um, staff, key stakeholders uh, that really represent all aspects of the building. Uh, and we gather those needs and start to talk through what the program requirements are. Um, and that starts to help us develop the space needs of program matrix, which is really kind of a, an outline of all those spaces. And that is what we help to take forward and, and start to develop those spaces into plans. So that's kind of our framework for, um, for programming. Um, in, in these interviews, we really cover a lot of content, and anybody that's been involved, we ask a lot of questions and we listen um, to a lot of needs. And it's everything from what the physical space needs to be, uh, what type of furniture is needed, technology, adjacencies. We, we go through a lot of different discussions so that we could get the best uh, picture and, and um, information so as we move forward in the design, we can keep those present um, as the building starts to take shape. Uh, and, you know, as we said, we met with a number of, uh, I won't read all the people on the, on the list, but it's really important to understand that we look at every component of a building, from building administration to the student services to the site and circulation, um, athletics, and all the academic components, um, which represented on the next slide are all the CTE groups. So in addition to um, general education and special education, we've met with each CTE group again, to understand what their needs are within the building and where they need to be within the building. Um, and again, just all part of that data um, gathering process. So what, what's important to note is, again, we, we take these meetings with key stakeholders to represent their different building components, understand how they all need to work together, and that starts to inform us. Um, and again, there's a lot of written information. Sorry, the edu educational specifications are, are very uh, meaty, but it's it, these are very important words that, um, that get discussed within these meetings, and that really helps us um, to start to the design phase and have the building really take shape. And again, so tonight we're here um, for the educational program um, requirements. It's a, a requirement of the state of Delaware uh, to be submitted, um, to be approved by the board, and then to be submitted to the Department of Education um, for their approval as well. Um, but again, it's a critical step in this process because it really is the basis of our design as we move forward to make sure that we're meeting all of the needs um, that have been discussed um, throughout that process. Um, and then again, that's just a, a graphic one page of many pages of what a program matrix looks like. It's again, it's a lot of written detailed spaces, but we assign square footage to those spaces um, and understand how they work together. And really those, those spaces then become blocks 
on a, on a piece of paper and we start to um, put those together to, to develop the plans. So um, Carl's going to explain a little bit more um, about the process as it moves forward. Uh, Maureen's team has taken the lion's share of the work to date along with all of us but really kind of pulling together the educational specification. But now we're going to transition to actually plans and the first thing that we've already started to do is to translate those into three-dimensional, into two-dimensional blocks of spaces. And then here's an image of just a very initial concept of, of using the program matrix that, we've, that Maureen has created uh, to try to put what does a building look like. Now, it will not look like this. This just gives sort of a general representation of one of the workshops that we've started <coughs> doing. And if you go to the next slide, one thing we wanted to uh, be clear about with the board, it's an important component. Uh, the, the, the educational specification that's described here uh, talks about um, all the spaces in, a, in the generic. But as we are moving forward, uh, we're, we, the, the intent is that we're going to re, uh, consider repurposing this theater uh, that will be part of not only the new high school, but to be also be used for the existing uh, uh, Millsboro Middle School, which will, which will occupy this building. Um, uh, it was a suggestion that came up very early on in the discussion. We thought it was valid, we think it's plausible, and we're going to be pursuing that as a possibility uh, for, to bring before the board. But it's, it's an interesting uh, concept. It's a, it's a cost-saving concept, as we understand it. Um, and it's, it's an opportunity for a lot of efficiency and economy. So uh, it will lead to potentially a connected building between both schools, uh, which there are other models that we've worked on in the state of Delaware and, and other places that we think it's, a, it's, it's something that we want to consider. So I wanted the board, it's not part of the educational specification, but we thought since we had the opportunity to come before you, that that's something that, uh, that is going to be a consideration for this project. So we thought since we had the opportunity to be before you today, uh, and this is going to be the first of many interactions that we hope to have with you over the course of the next four years as this project comes to, uh, to fruition, uh, is to talk about the overall schedule. Uh, so the diagram that you see is very, uh, very broad, uh, very high level, uh, but we've been working for the past several months on preparing the edu educational specification. Uh, that, uh, that design work will continue really <coughs> in the better part of this year uh, so that at the end of this year and the beginning of next year, there will be a series of bids uh, for different components of the project. It's an extremely large project. It's going to end up being the largest high school in the state of Delaware when it's all said and done. Um, uh, to provide capacity for contractors to actually do that project, we have to break this up into smaller bid packs. Uh, the construction manager is now on board, and we're working with them very closely to establish a more formal version of this schedule uh, that will be brought before you uh, in the coming weeks and months. Um, the design work is going to go over, over the course of about the next uh, uh, half year to year uh, so that we can allow for <coughs> at least 24 more, more months for construction of the project. Uh, so that by the summer of 2024, uh, the Sussex Central High School will be able to occupy the new building. But this is the critical phase. In order to make that date, uh, these first two phases really are going to be really important. And we've got a great start. Um, and actually, if you could just page through these, uh, all these, uh, that kind of is a graphic representation of, of, of the different phases. Each one of these points uh, over the next year, we will come before you. Uh, with required approvals on for each design phase of the project uh, and then bids. Uh, as I mentioned, the last line there uh, is that the construction manager, R.Y. Johnson, is now on board. They're in the process of providing a formal schedule that will sort of codify kind of our marching orders for the entire team to really move this project uh, to completion. 
So we open up for any questions you have on the, on the document in front of you or if uh, any other general questions uh, about the design of the project. And thank you for your time. Any questions from the board? Any questions, Mr. Booth? Yes. Thank you, Mr. President. We need a motion to approve the educational uh, specifications as presented. Is there a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Yes. I want to thank the architectural uh, team. Um, what they showed us in their interview is what they're following through uh, after their selection. And, uh, and I certainly appreciate that. Uh, helping to coordinate um, this uh, new new high school. So we thank them. And I think they have some other members here too. Did you wanna, why don't you go ahead and mention that? I see Buck. In the interest of time, uh, we've, we've narrowed down to two here, but Buck Simpers is the, is the project over, oversight for our entire team. He's a senior member uh, of our team, has been worked for many, many years throughout the state of Delaware. He's sitting in the back biting his lip, but uh, we're, he will be, he'll be a presence here throughout the duration of this project, and we're happy to have Buck with us tonight. Good evening, sir. <laughs> and thank you again very much. We thank saved you. you 15 minutes by keeping Buck back there. <laughs> <laughs> he'll not forgive me for that one, but, uh, but uh, thank you. Yes, sir. Longneck Elementary Playground Funding Request. In your board packets and presented at the Buildings and Grounds meeting was a presentation for Long Neck Playground. Um, we ask for a motion to approve. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. 0.08 Sussex Central High School District Unit Repair, Monster Unit Repair. In your, in your packet, you should have a proposal by KB Cold Iron Incorporated. It's in regard to the two modulars uh, that are out back of the school being used as classrooms that we had uh, gotten from Cape and Lopen High School. They are in need of repair, substantial repair. Uh, the $16,950 bid is for both trailers, and it'll fix uh, the doors. It'll reside uh, side them um, and make them look a little more attractive. Some of the things that we couldn't get to when we first obtained the trailers and moved them from Lewis Elementary uh, to the high school here to be used, uh, and we'll be using them for the next, uh, as I mentioned, three three years and they are ours uh, they're not rented i've heard very positive things from kb cold iron with their work here around the high school is that is that correct Mr. Booth? Um, we keep them busy and and they do a good job for us okay um, and they have a few projects uh, coming down the line as well um, but they're local and um, and and dependable and uh, you know i thought it was a good bid and presented it to buildings and grounds and it's being presented tonight for consideration. 
Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.09, grant for new access control system. Uh, I believe uh, Charlie Ruggiero is going to run this one. And this is for informational purposes. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, two things to understand uh, with this uh, grant. Uh, firstly, uh, for the last several years, uh, we've been searching for a replacement for our uh, card swipe system, aka our access control system. Um, issues with serviceability, uh, security, and uh, upgradeability. Um, at the same time, um, Advantech, a company that's a state contract security vendor, um, they've already won the um, subcontractor bid for the access control at the new Howard T. Ennis building. So they'll be getting us a, a brand new state-of-the-art access control system. Um, as, and that was part of the general contractor bid with Richard Rod Johnson. So um, with those two things in mind, uh, Advantech's offered to help us write a grant for security money through the uh, what's called the COPS grant um, to basically upgrade our old system to the same system that the new Howard Tienis will have um, in parallel. So essentially what would happen is we could apply for this grant um, and we would only be uh, liable for 25% of the cost, which is about $50,000, which is, uh, which is um, not a small amount. But um, basically um, the district could then upgrade Howard Tienis and, well, build the new Howard Tienis and upgrade the old systems in parallel. And then we'd have one consistent secure system throughout the entire district. And I think 75% uh, off would be a good job. So basically, uh, we're just gonna proceed with that grant writing. Uh, talked about it at Buildings and Grounds. And uh, if we get the grant, uh, there's no obligation we do it. Uh, we would bring it before them again. And uh, if we wanted to proceed, we could. So, uh, and minor cap would be used to pay for the 25%. Any questions? Any further discussion? Are, are you going after this grant as the school district or have you partnered with a law enforcement agency? So um, the, this specific grant, um, they have recommended you do partner with law enforcement agencies. It yeah. hasn't been released yet. The full details haven't. Um, it's been delayed. But um, as part of that, we will be you know, partnering with local law enforcement. I, I've, I've written three of these. So I, okay. yeah, normally you have to be partnered with, with, a, with an agency to to have access with the funds. And then there is some restrictions. If you do not move forward with it, then you will be barred from receiving certain further federal funding. So, just uh, Sounds like you volunteered yourself, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteers welcome. I, I'll be glad to help. I, yeah. Any further discussion? Thank you. Again, that was brought up in buildings and grounds, and it was for informational purposes only uh, when we find out the status of the grant, and, and uh, we'll be reporting back to committee and back to the board. 610, Any River Educational Complex, Department of Instruction Roof. In your packets, you will have a uh, quote from Quality Exteriors. Uh, this particular section of roof is in the DOI section of, of IRAP and has been a constant source of um, 
aggravation as it pertains to leaking roofs. Um, when we did our annual inspection, it was discussed uh, that we take a look at it uh, and and really uh, delve down into it to find a solution that is more permanent to what we were doing. Uh, the roof is an older roof and it, uh, it provides some problems in addressing. The drains in the roof are inside the building and they clog with some of the chicken bones and other refuse dropped on the building's flat roof uh, by the birds that the live birds from next door from Mount Ayer uh, drop on there and they clog the drain. The side of the roof there are a barrier or a wall around and the water can't escape readily and it goes up above the flashing. I'm trying to explain this in somewhat basic terms. One of the suggestions that was made by Quality Exteriors was to put in a scupper. A scupper is something that is a hole in the side wall that will allow the water to escape and not build up until the drains either bust free or uh, it quits raining. So the scupper will allow the water to escape the flat roof, thus not putting all the pressure on the drains. Um, in this proposal, the base bid is $15,120. Um, we're not re recommending option one, um, but we would like to see how this works. It's, it's pretty unique. And like I said, we've had several problems. If um, uh, there, there must have been 500 birds on the building when I left tonight. Uh, it, does, it is a constant issue and this should help alleviate a lot of the problems if not all the problems. Uh, now, with that, does anybody want me to explain the scupper part again? Okay, that's, that's what they'll be doing is breaking through the wall, resealing the roof, and providing for the, for the water to get off of the flat roof. Any questions on the scuppers? Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Have, have we looked toward our generous neighbor to see since their problem, they um, may be creating part of the problem if there may be some assistance in rectifying this issue? Every, every time I have called Mount Air, uh, they have responded. Uh, the problem is uh, probably through uh, sometime uh, labor neglect and they don't cover uh, some of the containers that they have back there. The birds pick them up, they fly over our building and see a way that they can fry what they're picking up with the black roof and it's just constant. When I see the birds circulating over Mount Air, I know that it's not covered and I make a call and they respond right away. It, uh, they're very good at that. Uh, but it's an everyday occurrence, and the birds, as you know, uh, Merskalans, they don't, they don't go away. No. And uh, so it, it causes that problem, and I'm sure there's many members in this audience that see the residue of some of what they're eating on their cars when they come out after work. Yeah, that one I can't, I'm not addressing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the company's Mount Air, am I correct? Yes, sir. Same yes. company that owns the place on 24. Just settled a large lawsuit 
I'm sure they're looking to improve their image with the public. Maybe we can continue to ask them to do their best to cover that area up because we're spending $15,000 because our neighbors aren't quite keeping up on their end of the, uh, the business practices in the town of Southerville. Correct. So hopefully Mount Air is listening. It's been, in my opinion, it's been much improved uh -huh. and communication's been a lot better. But if they get sloppy one day, it's all it takes. Okay. Um, you know, and then when that's dropped on the roof, and even if Mount Air's not providing, the birds still hang out there. So they haven't gotten rid of the seagulls um, at all. That's basically what we have. Don't get Denrek involved. Hard to tell what Is there motion? So moved. Motion made. Second. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Moving forward. Uh, 611, student activity funds. Prom tent. Ms. Smith. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Good evening. Um, due to the COVID situation, we um, got quotes from, from a company for prom tents. We're both Indian River and Sussex Central. They're about $8,000 each. I've reached out to Delaware DOE, who has reached out to federal DOE, um, to see if we can use the ESSER funding, which is the CARES and the subsequent stimulus bills for that. Um, it's been several weeks and we have not heard an answer, um, but in lieu of that, we are asking for approval to use student activity funds to cover those costs if the ESSER funds do not cover that. Again, it's about $8,000 per school. I'd like to thank the district for even considering this idea and trying to get something for the kids back to normal again. So I support this. I'd, I'd make a motion we accept it regardless. Second. I think it's a good idea. Further discussion? Ms. Leobre, you have something to say? No, I was going to second. But I do have one question on the bill. Why are we paying in the state of Delaware rental tax yeah, at $133.49? Um, I do not know the answer to that question, but we can follow up on that. Thanks, Doc. I think it's a good idea to move forward. I know a little girl's got a beautiful green dress. She's looking forward to go to a prom. I think so, too. Despite the difficulties the last couple of years. Yes. So there is a motion to approve? Yes. Mm -hmm. And second. Yes. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie, for doing this. Millsboro Middle School Girls Soccer Uniform. Yes. Within board docs, you will see. Uh, a home and away version of the Millsboro Middle School girls soccer <coughs> uniform uh, as pre previously presented. Uh, they do fit the criteria of our guidelines uh, for athletic wear. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? I would like to say that, that I did notice University of Delaware in some photographs. They seem to have black uniforms with their blue and gold and it looked pretty good. So. I'm happy the trend that the district is following to use some alternate colors, but keep the school colors the way they are. It's a modern direction that uh, other schools are going. We don't have to mimic Delaware with everything, but that was pretty sharp looking uniform. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.13, Georgetown Middle School uniforms, football, volleyball, boys basketball, girls basketball, boys track and girls track. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Again, within board docs are 
the uniforms that were presented. Again, they do follow our color scheme for athletic wear. And we would do need a motion and action this evening. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Old business. Major capital planning. Yes, I'll give an update on both uh, Sussex Central and Howard T. Ennis. Um, Howard T. Ennis under 7.02. Educational specifications were discussed and passed earlier this evening. Thank you very much. Our architects are working on a design schematic that will incorporate the ed specs into drawings for layout purposes. These design drawings are anticipated to be ready for board consideration at our June board meeting. There is a board member tour proposed for the 7th of May to see Dover High School and Odessa. I think Mr. Layfield and Dr. Statler are scheduled. Anyone else that would like to join us, please let me know. Uh, we do have a van available that will leave uh, here from Sussex Central at 8 uh, to go to Dover at 9 and Odessa by 1. So certainly let me know if you'd like to join us on May 7th. Any questions with Sussex Central? Okay, 7.02, Howard Tiennes, construction of the new Howard Tiennes School has progressed well with the weather cooperating in some marginal time has been picked up on substantial completion date that has remained steady thus far for May 22nd, 2022. Work on the pad is continuing with utilities being run and footer and pads being poured. Cranes should be on site uh, during the last week of May or early June and structural steel erection will begin at that uh, soon thereafter. Any questions? Hearing none, 7.03. 7.03, the GW Carver consent update. Dr. Brittingham, thank you. Hello, good evening, everyone. A few quick updates on our activities around the consent order. The Indian River School District Equity Steering Committee held our sixth meeting on April 20th. We're continuing to meet the third Tuesday of the month throughout the rest of the school year. And then we plan to have a full day summer workshop on June 29th that the entire cab leadership cabinet will participate in as well. Um, we've had two additional members of the administrative team join our Indian River School District Equity Steering Committee, Mr. Walter Smith and Mrs. Jenna Argo. We're excited that the excitement around this committee continues to spread and we're having some really, really good conversations and completing good activities. Um, Dr. Linda Wren, the special master for the Carver Consent Order, did her monthly visit for April on the 19th. We visited former Carver students and district programming in place. Um, and our next community advisory board for the consent order meeting is scheduled for June 10th, 2021 at Millsboro Middle School. We're going to hold our first in-person at 4.30 p.m. Any questions for me? Thank you Thank so much. You kindly, Doctor. 6.01, building and ground. Doc? Okay, buildings and grounds uh, was moved to a time slot that I was not able to attend last time, so I'm going to ask Mr. Booth to give a quick update. Actually, generally through these meetings, a lot of buildings and grounds is discussed earlier, so that part gets condensed anyway. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Doctor. Um, as uh, Dr. Hattier has mentioned, a lot of the items were covered. I'm going to go through and hit uh, some of the ones that, uh, that uh, just point out a few of the items that were not. Uh, the board minutes were sent out to uh, all the board members and and staff um, when completed after the committee. 
So let's see. Um, the natural gas, we're still waiting on the armory to sign a contract. Uh, once they sign, uh, then we can start moving and they anticipate that it'll be around May or June. Uh, and that is connect, to connect Indian River High School. Uh, the dashboard was presented. Uh, Chittle replacement, we have no, no report. Uh, Georgetown Stadium stands as well as the Millsboro stands uh, that was tabled. Uh, we have two other contracts. It was suggested to get some other contractors out there to take a look. So we have two other contractors, uh, one coming tomorrow actually and one coming on Wednesday uh, to take a look. Uh, future use of Haritianus, uh, Dr. Owens gave the report. Um, the update on that. Uh, district building inspections, we talked a little bit about the inspections uh, that we went out and checked and see how the schools were coming on the items that we selected that they could, uh, their staff could do and we'll be given a report on that as well. Uh, we did the playground reports. House Grant and I believe everything else was uh, covered with the exception of uh, a change order approval which was uh, item F and change order I think amounts that that was tabled and being worked on. I don't know if there's any questions. Covered it pretty quick. Any questions? Discussions? Just Thank you. A real quick note on the change orders. Going back historically when we were doing a lot of other building in years past um, there was always a threshold of five, ten, fifteen thousand. Um, it was suggested by Tammy when she and I emailed back and forth um, that that amount might want to be raised. And I think that's what you guys are looking at now. That's correct. You yes. know, five was any they could just do it. Ten needed a certain approval, mm -hmm. and above that was even more. So yes. we should follow something in that line, whether the dollar amounts, whatever they happen to be. But it did work well at the time. We'll be prepared at the next committee meetings to share out some, some options so we're efficient as we go through this process. Correct. Thank you. All right, thank you. Eight point oh two comprehensive school safety. Mr. Cappell? Uh, nothing to report this uh, month, Mr. Lakefield. Thank you, sir. Eight point oh three finance. Back to you, Doc. Finance, again, I was unable to attend the, the meeting. I know that, Tammy, you'll pinch it here and do a great job. Thank you. Okay, we discussed uniforms, which you have already yep. approved. Um, we talked about the 10 rental quotes, which you have already approved. Um, there was discussion from Mr. Sean Tidwell about an upgrade to the transportation software. Um, he's going to come with more details um, next month but there is a conversion fee of $25,000 that DOE is actually covering. Um, so we don't have to pay out of pocket and then the annual um, fee that we pay for the service is actually less than what we're paying now. And we had some discussion about some sort of criteria for which projects and purchases will come in front of the board. So we are working on a policy, a draft to, to bring forward for your review. Um, and then the financial reports that we will get to in a few minutes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any questions? 
8.04 curriculum. Dr. Statler. Thank you. So we did not meet earlier this month, but we do have a few updates to share. First on special education, uh, recovery uh, service minutes are being made up by our speech, occupational therapy, and physical therapy groups. In some schools, we have completed 100% of recovery services, so that's uh, fantastic. And our district transition specialists have been working uh, very diligently to submit our internal compliance monitoring tool to the state, so we're ready to do that as well. For summer programming, um, our preparation for our building bridges and accelerating learning for all students summer program is well underway. Staff for each of our buildings has been hired. Um, invitations are being sent to students and their families and transportation plans have also started as well. Uh, curriculum will focus on previewing and grade level standards for the upcoming school year to accelerate learning for all of our students. Uh, the Teacher of the Year ceremony will be held on April 29th at 7 p.m. at the Indian River High School Auditorium. Um, we will highlight our building Teachers of the Year and the District Teacher of the Year will also be named at the end of the evening. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors. Mrs. Wright? No meeting. 8.06, DSBA Legislative. Doc? There's a meeting coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know what happens. 8.7, Mary Bailey Scholarship. Mr. Peen. No activity. 8.08, .08, Special Education Task Force, Dr. Stadler. So our next meeting is on May 17th. Uh, we're planning for the end of the year Zoom sessions with our ambassadors for feedback, which is really critical and also planning for special education week in the fall. So our next meeting again is May 17th. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 8.09, policy. Steve? Good evening. You will see, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have four policies coming up for our first reading and four policies coming up for our second reading. Uh, the four for the second were discussed somewhat last month. Uh, the first being our wellness and uh, nutrition policy You'll see there's a uh, two-word change on page three, basically stating that the um, schools will offer various physical activity opportunities. Under um, GBCB, our staff conduct drug-free and um, alcohol-free workplace, there was additional language um, dealing with um, medical marijuana, dealing with the issue of legalized medical marijuana cards by staff. Under GDP, our support staff termination, there was a change on page one dealing with um, basically the delivery notice of the termination and um, who will actually set the hearing if a hearing is requested, um, changing it from the executive secretary to the superintendent or his designee. And the last policy is our telecommunications access and acceptable use policy. The change is on the last page. Um, basically adding language for the guardian signature and a digital use agreement, uh, getting away from the paper to go to a digital form. And we are removing the um, signature pages from the actual policy. Uh, signature pages will be a separate document. Um, those are the four policies coming up for second reading. And I make a motion to approve as presented. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? 
passes by unanimous vote. Chief, before we move on from policy, and before I bring uh, JR down, there was some discussion about, again, I'll go back to school choice. And has there been any discussion at the policy committee with employees of the district and choosing their students? Yes, we are looking at a change for the next year uh -huh. um, to combine uh, right now that um, students of district employees are divided up from in-district and out-of-district uh -huh. and combining the two and making it a um, moving it up on the priority list. So reclassifying on the priority list. I, I, I appreciate the discussion because I was told maybe we could just remove those students and they automatically come in and basically you're accomplishing probably the same direction by going that and there's a possibility that could go into effect by this fall. Yeah, we're looking at how some of the other districts are doing it and uh, we're going to look at it. There was just a discussion on that. We haven't, that we didn't, there's been no decisions made, no. but we are looking at how the other districts are doing it and it'll be up for discussion. In the future right. committee? Yes. I'm going to try my best to get to one of those, Chief, just to get in there for that conversation. I'm, I'm in favor of that. It's, it's a lot of other districts don't bat an eye, don't do school. If you're an employee, your students get to come. And I think there's, there's value in that, obviously. And we heard the union discuss that in some negotiations. So I'd, I'd like to see us. Yeah, and how it's written now, separating the two, is, is a little bit of an issue. Okay. Okay, now my question is, though, we've rejected kids at this point. Are they going to be retroactively allowed to continue? And any changes we make will be for the following school year. So in other words, if we rejected kids for this year and those kids of out-of-district uh, teachers would have to go to their home school because we did have this come up a couple weeks, a couple months back. In other words, they were up for a vote. We didn't take them because they were out-of-district teachers or out-of-district employees and their kids did not get approved to go to another building. So they would still be out at this point. Mm -hmm. We got to fix that. And, and if you were to make a change now, you would have to take all the priorities above them. You couldn't take just the out of district employees, children in front of the other priorities. So the change we're looking for would be, would go into effect for the following school year. But those other kids are simply still out. Yeah, I don't support that. You don't support it totally or don't support that the students would not? No, if, they, if there are teachers within our district, I mean, and we're going to be changing the policy, and yet those kids would end up having to go to their own home district because we can't retroactive it or work it, um, then those teachers that were affected by even bringing this up in the first place uh, would still be out of luck. And I think those teachers that work for us now whose kids would be in their own home district, quote unquote, because we didn't approve it. I mean, and yet everybody else from that point on would be okay with it. I just have a problem with that. But well, I think if we got the discussion going and it's something we move forward with, six votes on this board has been able to get some things done. That I, I, I just would like those teachers and their children to be considered. Um, and I, I just think it's a fair thing all the way around if they could just stay and continue already here mr collins help me just to remember the conversation i think we had said that at the meeting there was not enough board support to move forward with that change at the policy meeting at, at the policy there was not there was not enough board support to move forward with it not at the policy committee meeting okay 
but that would be a decision for the full board that sure. they could override the recommendation of the committee. Sure. It's been done before, but that would be okay. a decision that you have to make. We'll have a couple more board members that can weigh in on this in future board meetings and we'll attend that. Mm -hmm. And Chief, again, I, I respect what the policy committee brings. There's mm -hmm. just some issues that I, for one, have a little bit of an issue about and we don't have the votes, we don't have the votes. But I appreciate what you're doing. And I understand, I mean, it's, we've tried, we've tweaked, again, I've said it on several times, but we keep tweaking the policy and every time you make a change to policy to correct one issue, you're creating other issues. And at the rate we keep changing it, we never get to see how it actually is going to work. Um, I mean, we're averaging two policy, two changes to the choice policy a year. So it, it makes it tough for us to follow through with it. Understand. Thank you. Any further discussion? 810, IREA rep. Mr. Manuel. Good evening. Uh, congratulations to the new board members. Um, I just want to inform them that our uh, annual educational scholarship drive has come to a close. Um, our goal to, was to provide at least a $1,500 scholarship to a Sussex Central High School student and a $1,500 scholarship to an Indian River High School student who are planning to pursue the field of education when they hit college. Um, these students are currently just shy of receiving their full scholarship. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to extend the deadline for you guys. So for everyone listening tonight, we're going to give you a few more days to financially support our district students um, prior to us going through the applications and announcing the winners at the awards ceremony. So luckily you guys have a couple more days to help our students out. Um, you can contact Melissa Abbott at Sussex Central High School. 100% um, of the donations go straight to our students. Um, we also look forward to uh, the teacher contract ratification vote. Um, there was a lot of work put into the language that went into this new contract from the district team and from IREA's teacher team, which I'm sure that everybody already realizes. We're hoping that this paves the way for the paras, the secretaries, and custodians to complete their negotiations process as quickly as possible and as effectively as possible. Um, we also look forward to finishing up our state testing, closing out the school year strong and smooth, and hopefully moving into a more normalized 21-22 school year. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Before we move on, doubling back to policy, uh, Chief, do we need to approve the first readings? No. No, we don't need to. Mm -hmm. Just the second readings, correct? Correct. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, just wanted a little clarity. Uh, Superintendent's report. 9.01. Dr. Owen. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Um, I do want to, uh, my superintendent's update is on the board docs. You can uh, read that. It's been a busy month of activities. I would like to focus my time um, this evening on reporting out on what we discussed last board meeting and where we are to date and options for moving forward. Currently, we have 73% of our students participating in the hybrid model and 27 remote and that increases almost daily so our efforts to bring more students in 
are continuing to increase. Um, during our school board meeting in March, we asked our principals to work with their instructional leadership teams to provide increased opportunities for in-person instruction for our students. We are proud of the way our school-based teams came together and worked with families to increase both in-person learning and Zoom options on Wednesdays. As we were are beginning to secure that data from last week, we, we began looking at that, and you heard some concerns this evening. Uh, we all do have the principals on Wednesday's instruction, and we did learn that there are some variances between schools. We realize we need to provide increased instructional time for all students between now and the end of the school year, while also providing additional supports for students who need the most uh, support through the targeted intervention process. So thus with uh, the meeting that we had this morning that you heard from uh, some community members and Dr. Wren, we learned that we do have some outliers with our LB school providing time for all students where some of our other schools do not provide that level of opportunity. So I would like to provide the board with a viable option to provide equal opportunities for all students. If the board would like to consider an amended plan because this topic cannot be deferred to a, a future board meeting because it arose from the most recent conversations, we would need a motion to add the return plan for Wednesdays to the agenda this evening since it is not specified on there. Is there a motion for that move currently? So moved. Motion Second. made and seconded. Any further discussion on this motion? Motion to approve. Aye. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Move forward, it's on the agenda based upon your explanation. Thank you. So thank you. Um, I would recommend to the board to increase instructional time for Wednesdays for all students by alternating cohorts and providing a modified day schedule from approximately eight to one. Now this would vary from school to school. Some schools start a little earlier, some a little later than eight, but around five hours uh, to mirror what we're doing at one of our other schools. We would survey our families and uh, generate interest on those alternating Wednesdays plans. And we would work with our transportation team to determine services as needed. We did meet with our principals today and debriefed on this option. And we'll ask principals along with district office staff to support our schools, much like we did when we gathered our stakeholder groups for looking at options for increased opportunities on Wednesdays. We would continue to support that. Now I recognize that uh, it would be difficult for this Wednesday plan to begin this Wednesday. Thus, I would recommend that we begin on May 5th with the B cohort, May 12th A cohort, 19th B. The 26th, we did at the last board meeting, determine that that would be a teacher work day, so no opportunities there. Then we would resume on June 2nd with cohort A and June 9th with cohort B. We would also need to revisit our stipends that we uh, would provide for the five hours of planning to see if additional would be needed in order to support our teachers as they plan for this additional day with all students on alternating cohorts. Uh, I do feel it's important to start with that B cohort because as we've gone matriculated through the school year, we recognize that we did lose a couple additional days for weather for those B students. So I think it is a good fit. Um, and this is a good starting point. And I believe that we've made a ton of progress this school year with what we've been able to accomplish with bringing students in. We accelerated our own process to bring them in quicker. We combined cohorts at the high school level and where we could at the middle schools and elementary schools. And again, as I said earlier, we've 
increased opportunities for kids all along. Very pleased with that. The board was very clear with that directive to attempt to find ways to increase this. And my hope is that we have a very, uh, very strong summer school that's well attended by our students. Our instructional team and coaches are working hard with our school teams to develop that plan. And my hope is that it springs us into the fall where I hope we can bring students in five days a week, all students in five days a week on a traditional schedule. So with this amended plan from what we had discussed last time, uh, now that it's on the agenda, we would need uh, a motion for board uh, to consider. So moved. There's a motion made. Is there a second? I'll second. Motion made and second. Is there further discussion on this? Just to clarify, this is for elementary, middle, and high school. Yes, all grade levels. Dr. Statler, you sat in on the meeting today. What's your take on the reasons why we're doing this? Is it with, in line with our view we need to be doing for the district? I think Dr. Owens addressed that. I think it certainly will provide access to all students in all buildings, all grade levels, and it certainly is the right thing to do. Very good. I think it's equity throughout the school was part of a plan that was initiated. We tried to get feedback from stakeholders, but we need to do every, this is do our best to do the same thing throughout the district to provide everyone the same opportunity. There's a motion made and there's a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. What specific days? Cohorts, et cetera, we're we expecting on our Wednesday. May 5th would be cohort B. Um, Lord Baltimore starts this week. They were able to get their transportation secured, so we would need to survey families. Um, May 12th, cohort A. May 19th, cohort B. Uh, May 26th is a teacher work day. June, June 2nd is cohort A, and our last week of school would be cohort B. Um, and again, we would need to work with our transportation team and our nutrition team to ensure we can accommodate our students and survey our parents to see who would want to be a part of this. And the families and students that are unable to do this change for the last, what, five weeks of the school year, they're not gonna be, uh, have anything held against them because they're... No, no. We, we would not. Okay. So I just wanted some clarity. There was a lot, there was a lot in that. There's a lot of reasons why we're doing it. We voted unanimously. I just hope it's clear to the public. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Does that complete your superintendent's report? That does. Thank you. Um, financial reports, ma'am. 10.01, regular invoices for month. Motion to approve. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, financial summaries for a month ending in March 31st. Yes, on board docs you have the four um, monthly reports there as of March 31st. We were 75% of the way through the fiscal year. We'd received 87% of total budgeted revenue, spent 55% of total budgeted expenses, received 98% of discretionary revenue, and spent 71% of discretionary expenses. 
Howard T. Ennis spent 58% of their budget and we've received 99.9% .9 of our local budgeted tax revenue. In part two, we received approximately $35,000 in interest in March. The ILC programs are showing that they've spent 91% of their budgets, um, but we were doing payroll recodes at the end of the month that did not clear before end of close of business, March 31st. So that will be reflected in the April report. The student activity funding balance has approximately $585,000. Our CARES Act funding, which is the first round of ESSER, we received 2.8 million, have 29,000 encumbered, 900,000 spent and 1.9 million remaining. Our third round, um, we've been notified the preliminary allocation is 29.5 million. We have $7.9 million in federal funds available and are holding almost $1.2 million in donations and internal accounts. For major cap, we paid out $408,000 in March. Minor cap, we've spent approximately $4.1 million and have a balance of $918,000 left. Any questions? We'll move on to 10.03, major capital improvement. I, I went through 10.03 and 04. 04. Okay. Yes. Financial position report, 10.05. Yes. On board docs, you have um, the fourth quarter financial position report. This is the quarterly report that's due to DOE and OMB, um, where we project out um, our anticipated income and expenses through the end of the fiscal year to show where we anticipate being on June 30. Um, to make it through the summer until our taxes um, and look, our state funding come in. Um, so I'm projecting a balance of about 15.8 million um, with 3 million projected one month local payroll. So I would need a motion to approve that. Motion? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. Okay, now moving on to personnel agenda. Do I have a motion to accept the personnel agenda minus number 42? So moved. Motion okay. made. Is there a second? Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, individual. Number 42, is there a motion to accept? Yes, so moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstain. One abstention. Mr. Oldfield, please hold the board, please. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Hadier? Yes, I'm sorry. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Seven yes, zero one, zero no, and one abstention. Passing by majority vote. Going on to the addendum. Uh, do a motion to accept minus item number 21 six. and item number 26. Six. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, Individual number 21, is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. There's one abstention. Mrs. Troublefield, can you hold the board? Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Abstain. Dr. Hattier? 
Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Seven yes, zero no, and one abstention. Passed by majority vote. Now, item number 26, is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Any just further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstention. Mr. Trollfield, please poll the board. Mr. Cappell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Abstain, please. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Seven yes, zero no, one abstention. Motion passed by majority vote. 11.03, contractual agenda. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. If anyone wish to speak, uh, comes into the meeting, we have an opportunity for public comments. Everyone that signed up got to speak earlier. Does anyone like to speak? Hearing none. Motion to adjourn. So moved.